about 350 yards up. He's going to hit about a 500. Don't you think? That's a beast, man. Oh, golly, I'm hot today. Let's go while we're young. A looper. A looper. You know, the caddy, looper. Find your center. Picture the shot, Danny. Picture it. Turn off all the sound. Let it happen. Need the ball, Danny. You're not being the ball, Danny. Well, it's kind of difficult with you talking like okay. that. Okay, I'm not talking. Stop talking. Not talking now. Hey, welcome back to the Chasing Daylight, everybody. We got a little special Friday interview segment. I normally put these out on Mondays, but, uh, you know, Joe's sitting here with me. Yeah, what's up? And uh, we wanted to give a shout out to our sponsor, Good Walk Coffee. So I got in touch with Chris and um, I'd like to welcome Chris Mello, owner of Good Walk Coffee to the show. How are you doing, sir? Hey, doing great. Thanks a lot for having me, guys. No problem, man. You've been a huge supporter of ours and we've gone through some changes here recently we had a great phone call last week about all the things taking place and um i mean i was like oh my god i can't believe i haven't had you on the show yet yeah that's pretty crazy <laughs> what what the heck have i been doing so thanks for taking some time out of your day to to hop on the pod with us and uh you know explain to everybody why good walk coffee is our sponsor so first off let's uh let's start off with um your your background, your history, and and get into what got you starting with Good Walk Coffee. Sure. Yes. Uh, my background, basically, business wise, has always been in marketing, brand building, uh, digital marketing on the agency side. So, um, for years and years now, I've been uh, helping clients start businesses, uh, launch new brands, uh, market their brands, and always you know, was looking for something to uh, launch of my own. You know, I, I saw just the kind of pure joy and excitement, um, you know, that these entrepreneurs would come in with. And it, it, you know, it just seemed like, wow, like a lot of the um, sort of tedious tasks that, uh, you know, sometimes make work really unenjoyable seemed really, really enjoyable for these people. Um, and so, you know, it took, took a long time for kind of the, uh, the, the coffee business idea to come around, but, um, basically, the, the short story is, you know, I've been a, uh, a really big into a coffee for a long time. I've, I've lived in L.A. for about the last 20 years, and Los Angeles is the epicenter of what they call the third wave of coffee roasting. Um, so you've got, you know, really, really amazing roasters like Blue Bottle and Intelligentsia and all these other uh, people that were out here in L.A. kind of changing the industry. Um, and so, you know, following along in what they were doing, I saw essentially they you know, they were all competing around this idea of better and better quality, um, you know, micro lot beans, nano lot beans, you know, it kind of got into a little bit of a, a Portlandia situation where, you know, people will put the, the farmer's name on the side of the bag. And, you know, it's like, you want to know his favorite movie, you know, and all of this stuff. Um, so I, I saw just from my marketing background that a lot of times when um, when an industry kind of tops out at being able to compete on quality alone, there's an opportunity for brands to be created that have some other kind of passion point or, you know, some other um, thing for consumers to latch on to. And there were uh, specifically a couple other coffee companies that were um, starting to build things just, you know, around lifestyles. Um, you know, none of the ones we found were had anything to do with coffee. I mean, they were completely different kind of lifestyle plays, but, um, as kind of a, a lifelong golfer also, um, I thought, you know, well, you know, I wonder if this could work in the golf industry because, you know, I'd been like a lot of people, um, following a lot of the new brands that were coming out and watching some of the change and, you know, almost kind of the changing of the guard, um, from kind of the big OEMs being the focus to now there's so much focus on these like small handcrafted, kind of, you know, really cool brands that were yeah. coming out. And I thought, well, you know, that, that seems like a really, you know, great opportunity if I can merge this, you know, uh, this kind of coffee, you know, passion that I have with, um, you know, the, the golf passion as well. And 
kind of the more I dug into it, I realized that, um, you know, there's a lot of people that are, that play golf and are really passionate about coffee too. And so we, Me. we launched, um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that's, and that's how we connected. Um, but we, you know, launched about a year ago, we're actually just, uh, almost coming up on our, you know, one year birthday anniversary, whatever it is. Um, and, you know, kind of went into last, uh, you know, September through December, kind of the holiday season, just sort of, you know, still, you know, almost using it as like a validation, like, you know, is this really something that will catch on? And I think one of the um, things that we found almost immediately when we started kind of um, doing a lot of like social media outreach and just kind of starting to get uh, get out there a little bit was that people were really, really excited about the idea of a, a coffee based around kind of the, the passion of, of golf. Um, so, you know, that, I think that really added a lot of fuel to our fire and, and said, okay, well, how do we kind of, um, you know, create more of a, a growth goal and get this in front of more people and just get more, more golfers and, and people at large to uh, be aware that we exist so they can try us and enjoy the coffee. Yeah. I, I, the very first time I saw the breakfast ball blend, I was like, <laughs> I, sent, I sent you a message. And I'm like, we have to work together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, and, and I mean, that's, you know, it, it's really funny how, you know, I've kind of been on the periphery of the golf industry for a while through, you know, either friends or, you know, being in Southern California, pretty close to, you know, Carlsbad and, and you know, the headquarters of a bunch of other companies, you know, everyone always told me, oh yeah, the golf industry is really small. You know, if, if you're doing something that's, you know, um, going to be successful and it's cool, like you, you know, you'll end up meeting, almost everybody eventually. And it's, it's true. You know, it's you and I kind of connected and immediately I, you know, you know, saw what you were doing and was familiar with, uh, you know, the breakfast ball blog and said, yeah, this, this makes a ton of sense. And I think, you know, there's been um, a lot of instances like that uh, where we've been able to kind of partner with people and um, do really cool collaborations and things. Cause also like, you know, we, we, we're not, we don't have any real like direct competitors right now. So we're not coming in at like, stepping on anybody's toes or trying to eat their lunch. Um, so, you know, everyone's been really, really willing to collaborate. So um, where are you guys, where's the headquarters? Where are you based out of? Sure. We're in uh, Orange County, California. We're almost uh, about, almost exactly in between San Diego and LA. Um, so, you know, basically close enough to, you know, both kind of the, the coffee epicenter and the golf epicenter. Um just, just to be dangerous enough. Um, and, and yes, yeah, you know, we are, we're based here. We have our, uh, corporate offices here, our warehouses here. Um, and then we actually have roasting facilities in Oakland, California, up in, uh, North, Northern California and then Seattle as well. So, oh, nice. um, you know, we, we do, uh, we do spread around our footprint a little bit. So, uh, how in the year that you've been, uh, as established as a, a coffee brand, how much have you grown like in the, the employee side? Are you still where you were or have you added a bunch of new people? No, I mean, we're, we're still very small people wise. Um, and that's, that's, you know, um, it was a really kind of purposeful decision. I mean, you know, it's, uh, I think tempting to, you know, keep adding people and, um, really quickly that can become kind of a, a piece of overhead that's uh, a little bit unwieldy. So uh, right now, like basically everybody that works with us, you know, we've got some people that come into the warehouse and, you know, get out orders in the morning. And, you know, um, usually a lot of them are local high school golf team kids or, you know, oh, nice. friends yeah, awesome. and things like that. Yeah. So we're able to kind of scale up. Um, you know, we do see, uh, you know, sales kind of uh, spike around certain, you know, during the holidays, um, you know, even like during Labor Day holiday, we had a sale and there's kind of a big spike then. So, you know, it's hard to it's hard to grow um, and like keep everyone on and still have, uh, you know, capital for investing in all these different product things we want if we were to, you know, get too big so too fast. So, um, you know, I've really been trying to follow some advice we got early on that was, you know, basically stay as small as you can for as long as you can. And um, so far, it's it's helped for sure. So who's the uh, the coffee flavor guru? Is that you or better half or <laughs> there's somebody that's like, this is the one we're going with next? Because the Costa Rica brand, yeah. the Costa Rica blend, it's phenomenal. Thank you. 
Thank you. I, I wish, you know, well, I, I could just take credit for it, not mention anyone else. <laughs> you know, but when they heard this, they wouldn't be too happy. Um, no, we've, we've got a small team and we actually have, um, you know, one, one person who's our coffee kind of advisor guru, um, who, you know, has been in the industry a long time and, um, is familiar with everything from, you know, green bean importing to roasting and, um, had his own, uh, you know, coffee cafe and roast, you know, has roasted himself for a long time. And a lot of times, um, you know, he'll be the one who first says like, Hey, you know, we need to add this to our portfolio or, um, you know, the Costa Rican was actually something that, um, that came about. We were just looking for another medium roast coffee to add because those tend to be kind of the, the best sellers. Um, we had our breakfast ball blend that we launched with, um, which is a single, um, single origin Colombia bean. Um, but, uh, basically there was some really, really good, uh, beans from Costa Rica from a certain estate that, um, that had kind of come on, come to market that he was aware of and said, Hey, I think this would make like a really, really good medium roast for us to offer. Um, so that's, that's how it comes about. You know, some of it is kind of just like, you know, people are asking for, you know, a light blend or people are asking right now. It's kind of, we're hearing a lot of, uh, people that want to decaf so they can kind of have something to drink into the afternoon if they're not, you know, like me and just keep riding the caffeine <laughs> wave all day. I don't get the decaf. I don't <laughs> get it either. That's one thing about coffee though. It's so cool. It's, it's almost like wine and, and, and you're putting in the work to find these, these beans from these estate states, as you just mentioned, that's, that's really cool. Yeah, it, it is. And that's, you know, it's a, it's a really fun part because um, it's exactly like you said, it's a lot like wine or, you know, um, you know, being kind of a fine dining chef where, you're, you know, there's all these things that like our, our roasters will tell you about, you know, the roast profile or how they're going to make this minute change to kind of bring out some different flavor, um, profiles. And, um, you know, it is pretty amazing, uh, just kind of the level of artistry and then also science that goes into, you know, roasting a coffee bean. Now, are you going to do roasting in house or are you going to keep, keep it? to the, the people that do it? Yeah, it probably, um, you know, eventually I think the idea is to grow to where we would have our own roasting facilities. Um, it's a, it's a big investment. And, you know, to be honest for us, um, there's a lot of, you know, the, the whole industry is based on kind of, you know, these different, they call them toll roasters or co-packers. Um, so, you know, it's almost like renting someone else's kitchen, um, you know, so we're able to kind of, you know, take our beans, take our roasters, you know, they have the same machines that a lot of the places we roast at. So a lot of the kind of roasting profile even becomes computerized. So it's really easy to kind of replicate quality control so that every time you buy a bag of breakfast ball, it's going to taste the same, even if it was roasted in a different batch. So luckily for us, you know, it's, it's, it, there's kind of a lot more flexibility in being able to, uh, use other facilities. You know, we're still in control of all of the um, the beans and the roasting. So it's, you know, it allows us kind of that scalability. And for instance, right now we're looking at, um, you know, we have quite a bit of our percentage of our sales are on the East Coast. So, you know, we're looking at a facility potentially on the East Coast where we could roast out of and ship out of just to kind of cut one or two days out of um, oh, the shipping from the West Coast and get people on the East Coast their coffee even a little bit fresher. I'm surprised. Why do you think the East Coast is more popular with it? That's you, you know, I, I don't know. It's it's been uh, an interesting kind of experiment. Like you know, like I said, we we kind of were using um, the first several months as a little bit of kind of like a test run, and um, and it has been really interesting because I think you know you would think that there's a lot of the coffee kind of you know culture on the West Coast. But um, well, we had really you know quick and and really big uh, adoption from people you know, in the Southeast, all over, you know, North Carolina, Georgia, um, you know, that the whole Southeast area, and then also, you know, very big sales in the, the Midwest. Um, and I, I think when we look at it and we hear some of the feedback that we're getting, it's just that, you know, the, the kind of, you know, maybe the brand sort of position that we're tapped into that kind of, you know, um, recognition or, or kind of a nod to sort of the tradition of, of the golf lifestyle, but in more of a modern kind of sense um it seems to resonate really well across the country i think that it's the blend of golf and coffee is is so awesome because every morning i have to have coffee before i go play that's one thing yeah and, and with golf you get these these loyal loyalists to brands or whatever the case may be to a certain course and 
um, I mean, it's just a great idea. And I, I think, uh, inspiring the next generation and it'll just continue forever, you know? That's cool. Yeah. I, I, you know, I, I think so too. I think that, um, it's interesting golfers tend to be, you know, really brand loyal. I mean, you think about, I don't know about you guys, but it's like, it took me so long to even try like a different ball or a different glove. Yeah. It's just like, well, this is Same. the glove I've always worn, you know? I'm a whore. But then I it's try like, everything. <laughs> now I can't stop trying stuff. <laughs> I've converted well, yeah, you. <laughs> yeah, no, I, th- I think that's been the really fun thing is like, you know, once I kind of started, um, you know, obviously now that we meet a ton of people and from different companies and a lot of cool uh, brands that are popping up and, you know, I've been, trying everything now and i'm like man this is this is just so fun because it's you're almost like also getting to participate a little bit in in their journey of like you know how do you make your gloves different you know and and, you know what might i get you know out of this product versus this product and um you know as much as i think golfers are kind of brand loyal we're also we tend to be like tinkerers you know like you're never really settling for you know for one product or one club you're always looking for something that might you know help your game just some little incremental amount um, so it's, it's, it's been interesting just kind of, uh, seeing that, um, you know, how much people like to discover new brands too. So how much has your coffee mind been blown since you started this? Cause I'm, <laughs> I'm sure you had a good idea of what you were getting into, but so over the past year, or would you consider yourself like a full blown coffee aficionado now to where you just kind of liked coffee in the beginning or where, where do you think you're at in that world? <laughs> Well, I, I started off pretty, pretty, you know, nuts about golf or uh, coffee anyway. Um, you know, I, I had already, you know, I, you know, my kind of coffee education is a little bit limited to like online courses and, and you know, some local kind of roasting uh, overviews and things, you know, tours of, of roasteries. But, um, you know, it's, it's definitely advanced to the point, you know, maybe where, you know, almost too much where, you know, you're getting into kind of different trends and, uh, you know, importing and, you know, how beans are washed and all this stuff. Like maybe I, you know, I probably don't need to know as much as I do now, but, uh, but I, I still love it. I think, um, you know, it's been really interesting just watching kind of all of the different, you know, uh, trends happening and figuring out like how we might be able to participate in it. Like, you know, we, we launched with um, bags of whole bean and, and coffee grass. It's like really just traditional kind of coffee retail. Um, but, you know, anybody who's paid any attention to the grocery store aisle, you know, knows how much K-Cups have just absolutely exploded, you know, in the last several K-cups years. K-Cups are everywhere. And so, you know, we, yeah, and it's, you know, I mean, it is convenient. Like, I'll, I'll admit, like, we've got a carrot machine at home. And a lot of times, like, if it's a morning, I'm just running out the door. Like, it's really nice to just be able to throw a pot in and, you know, get moving. Um, so, you know, we always knew that that was going to be something that we were going to develop, but, um, you know, kind of part of our corporate sort of ethos when we were first launching always was to be as socially and like environmentally responsible as possible. So, you know, there was always a little bit of that, you know, tension and like, how do we do cakeups in a way that's not, you know, just throwing more garbage into the planet. Um, so, you know, we, we took a long time and found actually a, um, a, a vendor that has these really unique K-cup cartons that are a lot more recyclable than just your typical kind of plastic pods. Um, and it actually, the, the technology they use um, is actually even better for the cup of coffee itself. It, um, it gives a little bit more of a flavor extraction. So like, you know, those things are all really fun for me to dive into on the coffee side and, and figure out, you know, are there ways to sort of, you know, do business and, you know, sell, sell things, but do it in a way where we're not going to be kind of compromising any, you know, of our sort of core beliefs to, um, you know, and that the next sort of thing on that, on that line is um, cold brew uh, in cans, like what they call in the coffee industry, you know, ready to drink or RTD. You know, that's been another really just hugely exploding area of the coffee industry. And so, you know, we're we're working down that path. Um, you know, we actually have an aluminum can vendor that uses, I think it's like 40 percent recycled aluminum and, um, you know, kind of, you know, again, is doing things in a way where, you know, we can feel sort of good about not just creating irresponsible packaging. Um, so that's going to be pretty exciting. Probably coming like early next year, uh, we should be. Uh, out with a, a cold brew uh, can. 
Yeah, that'll be me. I, I love my cold brew uh, iced I coffee. Brew. You know, I, I don't want to undermine the the saving the planet stuff that you guys are doing, which is awesome. <laughs> but I'm really geeked about aluminum coffee cans right now. Absolutely. <laughs> that that yeah. is really cool. That, yeah, no, it's it, you know, and it's fun because it's uh, you know, we were we were actually in a meeting where we're looking at all these different cans from different vendors and sizes, and it's it's fun bringing the golf aspect uh, to it as well because. You know, like one of the vendors said, oh, this is, you know, this is this really cool size. It was almost like a little, like a, like a stubby beer can. And immediately we just discarded it because we're like, nope, if, it's, if you put that in a cup holder in a cart, it's going to get stuck down there. <laughs> yep, you know? not getting it so, out. So everything also has to uh, work really well, like out on the course. And it's, you know, are you walking? Are you, you know, riding? Like, how is this going to work? Uh, so that's kind of the fun part, too, is we always bring these really weird demands to the vendors who aren't used to having like you know to consider like how a golfer is going to drink it well too, and you know the like with craft beers going back to aluminum cans the the artwork that you're getting right. on some of these cans is just unreal so i mean yeah. there's a really good spot for you guys to really showcase you know your brand oh absolutely yeah, it's. I think it's going to be really cool. I mean, there's a, there's a lot packaging wise we can do. Um, you know, distribution wise, it also like, you know, you think about most of your kind of you know snack shacks or halfway houses or you know even pro shops. It's like, you know, the refrigerator is either you know gear Gatorade. and the other good gear. stuff, or it's yeah, <laughs> yeah Gatorade and maybe a Monster or Red Bull or something. You know, but there's not really anything um, you know coffee wise. If you just want a little bit extra energy, it's you know usually it's like a soda or you know, a can of coffee else. at the turn. That, that is awesome. so good. Yeah. Oh, I'm yeah. super excited for that. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, we'll make sure you guys get uh, yeah, some of the first cases. We're going to need some sure. 24 packs uh, <laughs> shipped out to Vegas pronto. <laughs> <laughs> it, speaking of um, cold brew, any thought on those those pouches that you can buy and make your cold brew at home yourself? Have you thought about that? Yeah. So, yeah, we've been looking at a lot of uh, all the different kind of products. I mean, that's, that's kind of the, the cool part, too, that, um, you know, just talking about kind of geeking out on the coffee side is uh, there's a lot of product innovation going on in coffee, you know, whether it's, um, you know, these instant, you know, little packs or the cold brew pouches. Um, yeah, we're, we're looking at all of it because, again, I think, um, you know, it'd just be really cool to have some kind of products where there's, um, you know, a, a really good tie into how someone might use it not just at home, but also like, you know, at their club or at the course or something too. And so, um, so yeah, that's kind of the fun part is just looking at everything that's available and trying to figure out what, what fits our brand the best. Yeah. I, I, the other day I bought some of those concentrated, um, little pods that's just concentrated cold brew and just mix it with water and, and milk. And I was very surprised how good that was. Yeah. Those are very yeah, so we're. Right um, yeah, absolutely. And the concentrate actually is a really good kind of um, commercial option to actually probably can't reveal just yet um, who oh. we're working with. But do we've we, got a couple. Um, do we need the breaking news button? Couple, no, no. That, <laughs> no. It, oh, I honestly man. So ready. Man, it'll, be tease, <laughs> it'll, it'll be a tease for the uh, for when I can uh, when once the embargo is lifted and I can mention it. Um, there's some really cool stuff that we're going to be doing with kind of a, an indoor facility type place, um, you know, where we'll have some cold brew concentrate that they'll be serving too. So, you know, it's, that's kind of the fun part is looking at it, um, all these new opportunities too for, you know, people don't just make coffee at home. There's all these other places that they can, uh, potentially kind of discover us and try us. So we're, we're working on all those fronts. So one of the things that, or one of the products that I'm using that's coffee related, that's not from you guys. So this is a little, here you go. Here's something you can try is, is yeah. gr grinds. Are you familiar with grinds? Mm -hmm. They're the, no. they're the, um, the, um, is that like, the, the mushroom? No, 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 no. It's, um, it like it's tobacco. It's like a tobacco pouch, it's like, but it's, it's filled with coffee. It's filled with coffee grinds instead of tobacco. Um, oh, all right. so it's just, you know, it's, like a can of skull or a can of Copenhagen, but it's, it's pouches of coffee grinds that are flavored and it's, you know, basically just a caffeine jolt for you. Um, but I, I have a can in my golf bag cause it's awesome. Um, so that's something to consider <laughs> until we that can, actually, yeah, until we can get our, I, 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 
I, I know some people who uh, might appreciate that too, just to finally kick the uh, the actual Copenhagen or school yeah. Yeah, exactly. addiction on the course. <laughs> I, I, I mean, a lot of golfers do that. Oh yeah, so. my uh, uh, James fights. He he turned me on to him. He's like, dude, these are amazing. It's not tobacco. It's just coffee grinds, and uh, they've got I think six different flavors. But I mean, some of them are okay. Some of them are garbage. But yeah, they were um, sitting at the register one day and I just yeah. bought some because I was like, oh, this is so different and cool. So I grabbed some myself. Yeah. So, you know, good oh, walk, very cool. good, uh, a good walk, breakfast ball. Honestly, the pouch. circular logo, the good walk <laughs> logo would look exactly. great on top of that. <laughs> yeah. Just the guy, we can animate the guy just kind of leaning over a little bit and just yeah. know, <laughs> sitting in the front. <laughs> so where, where did the good walk name come from? What, what made you go that route? Yeah, so it, I mean, it's the saying "golf is a good walk spoiled." Um, it's kind of you know it's heavily attributed to Mark Twain. Um, I you know I grew up when I was probably four or five, um, learning how to play from my granddad, and it was something that he used to say. You know, it was always kind of you know he was one of those guys who was a scratch golfer into his seventies and you know would shoot his age, wow. uh, you know, into his late seventies and stuff, and. Um, but he was all, he always was like angry when he played and I, I definitely <laughs> got some of that from him. It's like, no matter how good of a shot you hit, you're just angry that something didn't go absolutely perfect. Um, so it was kind of, I just remembered um, him always saying that. And when we were looking at names, um, just that idea of, uh, of good walk, you know, just taking that portion of it, um, kind of harkened back to just, you know, the, the times that just one of the kind of driving things of why we play the game, right. Which is you know, just being outside and being on this, you know, beautiful golf course out in nature and, you know, whether you're walking or riding or, you know, whatever it is, it's kind of just, you know, supposed to sort of elicit a little bit of, uh, you know, that those times that everybody sort of has and shares. Um, and so when we were looking at, you know, various things like, you know, uh, we really liked how that kind of came together, the whole Good Walk Coffee Company, um, as far as kind of just a, you know, a little bit of like a anchor for the story. Um, also small things. We really liked the fact that, you know, Good Walk Coffee Company was ended up being also GWCC. So it kind of had this, you know, you could kind of bite off a bunch of different country club logos yeah, and totally. do different yeah. graphic things with those. But um, we haven't really done much of that yet, but um, you know, it's, it, it's one of those, um, one of those things I think it's, you know, almost all golfers have heard the term, although it might be a little bit of a, an older term. So we were trying to kind of pick it, you know, put a modern spin on it. So let's, let's dig into the, the coffee. Um, once you rattle off your flavors and how they come and how people can, you know, the different options they have for how they can buy them. Sure. So we have um, our two kind of core coffees, Breakfast Ball, Columbia Medium Roast. It's a single source Colombian bean um, that is available in whole bean, ground coffee and in K-cups also, um, as well as then we have what are our Clubhouse uh, South America Dark Roast. And that's a, a blend actually from Brazil, Colombia and um, El Salvador, I think, is actually got a, a little bit of El Salvador in there, but it's mostly Brazil, which is a really good dark dark rose coffee. Um, that one also is uh, whole bean, ground, and uh, K-cups. Um, and then the kind of one of the extensions you mentioned was our Costa Rican coffee. We call that Center Cut. And um, it's uh, it'll be kind of a different Costa Rican bean every year or every crop, but we basically you know, work with, you know, our uh, coffee guy works with a couple importers and tries to select the best Costa Rican bean every year. So this one we got was amazing. And we're just, you know, Costa Rican coffee is so good that I think we're going to always have um, something that people are going to love. That's a medium roast also. Right now it's in whole bean and in ground. We're actually going to be adding uh, K-cups of that also. So that's kind of a little breaking news that's coming. Oh, hey. Um, then we have a, actually an Ethiopia light roast, um, which, you know, interestingly enough, some people hear light roast and think it's like, you know, watered down or not flavorful. It's actually really, really kind of um, medium bodied and, and flavorful. But it's, um, you know, an Ethiopian bean is really kind of, um, you know, mellow. There's not a lot of acidity or anything at all. Um, that one we call Goats and Glory. Um, just And it's based a little bit around a, a story how... 
the coffee bean was actually discovered by a goat herder who uh, was out in the high plains of Ethiopia and noticed his goats eating eating the berry of this plant and they would get tons of energy and jump around. So he decided <laughs> to start trying to eat them as well. This is a true story, or at least it's a you know legend or whatever. Um, but that's kind of how coffee was discovered. And we, and we were thinking about that and kind of the parallels to how uh, you know, sheep and goats and rabbits were kind of also nature's first greenskeepers and golf course architects. We thought there was a cool little overlap in how uh, some of the things that bring us the most joy in life, like golf and coffee, were actually kind of, you know, brought to us by uh, by goats and, and animals. I thought that so was that pertaining was, uh, to like the goats of the game, like Tiger, Jack, Arnold and all that. That's what I thought. It, yeah, and you know it could be that too. You know, it's uh, maybe we'll adapt the story a little bit and uh, and go that direction. But like, yeah, I like had that. a lot I feel of like goats better. <laughs> <laughs> That's a more heartwarming story. <laughs> Everybody yeah, gets a yeah. after the goats, but these are from actual goats. <laughs> no, yeah, I didn't know that. That's what's great about this. You know, I, I just learned something I yeah. didn't know. Yeah, yeah. And anytime you you know you pick a celebrity as an endorser, they bring some baggage with them. You know, so it's you know. <laughs> you know so, but, uh, um, but yeah, so that's so Goats and Glory is available also whole bean and in uh, grounds only. Um, a little bit more of our one of our specialty uh, coffees, and then uh, last specialty coffee we have um, right now just in whole bean. Although we're we're doing a roast right now uh, where we're going to grind some up too and offer whole bean and grinds is our Dew Sweeper, and uh, that is a organic French roast blend. And um, it's actually beans from uh, Africa, Indonesia, and South America, and was just picked to be like, you know, the absolute best bomb dark coffee we could make that didn't have any bitterness, um, you know, no real high acidity, and, and just be super drinkable. And that that one's, you know, always been one of my favorites. Because it's, it's really good. It's, that, it's just so flavorful. That and it's still like... I just, I drink it black because it's it's so good. You don't want to, you know, water it down. Yeah, that one was my favorite until the Costa Rican came out. <laughs> yeah, it's, you know, and like I said, I mean, they're they're all really good. We, we were really, um, you know, purposeful about the, the way that we wanted to make coffee. I think that, um, unfortunately, for uh, most, a lot of people that haven't had the, um, the ability to kind of try a lot of different, beans or, or roasts, you know, that might just go to someplace like Starbucks. Um, the, the unfortunate thing is, you know, Starbucks tends to have a really distinct flavor. You know, they, they over roast their beans almost across the board. Um, you know, you get a dark coffee from Starbucks. It's really difficult to drink it black. I mean, you basically have to use some kind of, you know, cream or milk or something. And, uh, and I think it's unfortunate because there's a, there's kind of a whole generation of coffee drinkers that just think that they don't like certain kinds of coffee just because they've been sort of, you know, taught that that's the, you know, supposed to be the flavor of, of a dark coffee. So, you know, we're, we're seeing, and, um, you know, the, if there was kind of a silver lining to the pandemic and everyone working from home is, you know, we, we noticed that a lot of people that had gotten away from making their own coffee at home have gotten back to it, you know, they're either dusting off their old, you know, machines or they're buying new, like, you know, French presses and pour overs and uh, and a lot of people are discovering that you know you can make really good coffee better than you could buy you know in a chain store for cheaper than you would buy in a chain store just with a couple minutes in the morning. So that's kind of kind of cool to see that resurgence happening. What's your favorite way to make it? Is it French press, pour over? Uh, pour over. Yeah. See, I'm I'm kind of, I gotta, yeah. I gotta try I'm, that. It's yeah, you do. You really do. It's not hard at all. It doesn't take really that much more time than even just you know doing a French press or anything. I mean, there's a couple more steps, but um, I, I really just like that. There's uh, you can play around with a couple of the different um, kind of ratios and, and elements. So you basically kind of and you can look online. There's a million different recommendations for like you know the ratio of coffee bean to water to use. Like roughly with most of our coffees, I'll do like uh, 43 grams of uh, coffee kind of coarse ground or medium coarse ground with 700 uh, milliliters of water. But you can kind of change those, you know, those ratios and it, you can really taste the difference. That and is it also, coffee um, nerdum to the <laughs> oh, yeah, right there. Oh, my goodness. That, that's, that's why the K-Cups work so good for me. <laughs> Open, shut, yeah, push yeah. button. <laughs> 
Yeah, well, and, and I didn't even mention the, uh, you know, the, the water temperature either. So that's the last factor is, oh. you know, when you're doing a pour over, you get an electric kettle so that you can tell exactly and control the temperature. And, you know, so you can play around like I'll you know, do one at 205, one at, you know, 200 and, you know, start to like, see, does it change the flavor? Is it, you know, change kind of the acidity or anything? And so, yeah, so you want to get full, you know, Bryson DeChambeau on it. That's uh, pour over is the way to go. My Amazon account is about to get <laughs> attacked. <laughs> it's, it's an art. I mean, it really is. So can you, the, yeah, just, the pour yeah. over, can you really taste the difference in the pour over? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah no, for sure. Yeah. See, I, I mean, and it's, the French- it, it's just like, and there's a, there's a smoothness to it and like a nuance to flavor where you're like, oh, wow, this is, you know, this is why people do this. So I, I've, the first time I experienced French press coffee was, was here in Vegas. We were, my wife and I were staying out at Lake Las Vegas at the resort out there and they brought it over, you know, in the, in the, you know, French press and, you know, you actually pressed it and poured it yourself. And I was just blown away with the taste. And so I, you know, I went and got one and, yeah. and I love the French press, but what, so what is the difference between the French press and the pour over? Cause I'm, I'm coffee noob in that realm. Sure. No. And, and, you know, some of this too, I mean, that's, you know, these are things I was learning as I was kind of getting into it as well. Um, so one of the, and this is delving again into coffee nerddom. So, you know, as soon as it gets boring, just yell or <laughs> hang up. But um, so the French press, you know, you put coffee grounds basically in the hot water and they soak, right? They steep in the hot water and then the press kind of separates the grounds from the water and you have your coffee. Um, the pour over, you're essentially pouring the, water, the hot water through the beans and then at, actually then the water, the coffee is going through a paper filter so the paper filter actually adds a layer of um, kind of smoothness to it. It, ta- it takes out a lot of the acids that are in, in the beans and the acids are, or the, um, sorry, the oils. And the oils are what gives it kind of a little bit of acidity. So like if you, if you like cold brew, cold brew has like really low acidity. It's easy on your stomach, you know, all those things. Um, pour over will have some kind of a similar thing happening, but just because more of the oils are going to get filtered out in that paper filter. Um, so that's that's just one one of the kind of big differences in between a French press and pour over is just that there's that that kind of filtration happening uh, versus the French press where it's just all steeping right in the water. Yeah, and, and I know with the the, the French press, uh, the steeping, it's got to sit for a little while. Does, right. does the pour yeah. over you can right away, or does it have to sit as well? Well, it doesn't sit so much, but you kind of have to stand there because um, instead of like a drip machine, that's actually just you know um, kind of measuring out how much water to put over the grounds automatically you're basically you're the drip machine so you take your kettle you pour you know about 100 120 grams of water over the top of the um, grounds and then when that actually when the water all goes through you pour the next uh the next pour of water so you do that about three or four times um so it's not as kind of set it and forget it as a a french press it has a, a couple extra steps but they're really easy it's not it's not any big hassle. Oh, man. Yeah. Now, see, I've got to do this now. I almost bought one the other day. I'm going to have to get one. Where do, where do you recommend yeah, getting I, one from? A pour over? Amazon. Amazon. Yeah. Okay. It just grab a, grab a Chemex. Um, well, there's a, a bunch of good ones, but I mean, Chemex is kind of, you know, the um, one of the standards. Um, you know, they're just a Chemex uh, glass vessel. Um, make sure you get the Chemex brand filters also, because that those filters were actually designed by the engineer to work with that, that pour over vessel. Um, and then, uh, you know, like there's a bunch of different electric kettles on Amazon. I think, uh, Bonavita is, uh, I think the one we have at the office is good. It's not that expensive. You know, anything that has kind of an electric, um, control on it where you can control the temperature will work. And then that's all you need in the grinder. Yeah, I got. I know. I don't think you have a grinder, do you? No, no. I've, I, I got one because the maybe we got that order kind of got mixed up, and I got a whole bean. Oh, so, right. <laughs> I, I went to Amazon and did a next day delivery on a grinder because I had to have one. <laughs> oh, nice. Yeah, it's uh, you know, what, and then if you have your grinder and you've uh, got the the kettle and the um the vessel, you're all set. Oh man, take it. Oh, and a scale. Do you have a kitchen scale? I do. Yeah, you want to. That's how you're going to measure everything. Right now, so I'm I'm weighing foods. (laughs) Yeah, it's uh, yeah. You're going to want to. That's that's the one thing you have to be kind of precise about the uh, 
the measurement of how much water you're using and all that stuff. But um, it gets really fun. It's like, you know, I, I know, I know you guys, it's, you know, I watch all the videos from, uh, you know, the club um, workshop and all the tinkering you guys are doing. So this is, this is just like, you know, tinkering with your clubs, but tinkering with your coffee True. It becomes yeah. a, a healthy yeah. obsession. Yay. That's what I need. Another obsession. <laughs> 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 well, Hey, so let, let's get into your golf game a little bit. Um, I, as anybody's not aware, uh, Chris was a huge uh, sponsor for us for Legends Never Die. Um, actually came out wow. and played with us, served coffee in the morning, which everybody absolutely loved. They yeah. were really, really pleased with it, how it, how it, uh, you showed up and, and helped out. So uh, big thank you for that. And looking forward to the 2021 event being a little bit better. So <laughs> hopefully, yeah. no, hopefully no COVID uh, will will dampen it a little bit this time so um but let's what what are you gaming right now what what's in your bag and uh, how often are you getting out yeah uh well i get out at least once a week um for 18 holes and i've been trying to, to sneak in at least another nine um i go to the range you know uh, quite a bit just to kind of you know humble myself and you know if, whenever i'm feeling too good i just go there and uh you know, have a, a dose of reality, but, um, but, uh, you know, it, it's been interesting because for a long time I wasn't playing nearly enough, um, or as much as I'd wanted. And I kind of go out like a, a lot of people it's like, you know, you know, several times a year you go out and play a scramble or something. And, you know, there's some format where you're able to hide all of the really like shortcomings in your game and you hit a couple of good drives, sink a couple long putts and, you know, you help the team out. Um, so it's, you know, the last several years have been kind of shaking myself out of that and getting back into trying to, um, you know, get my handicap back lower and really shore up parts of my game that have been ignored for a long time. What, so I actually just finally went and did an iron fitting uh, nice. a few weeks ago. Yeah. And I, I had done, you know, uh, driver fittings and, and other things and, um, you know, it's, it's just, I'm a huge data geek. So it's like, it's, it's awesome being able to go somewhere and see the track man data and, you know, throw a different, uh, you know, um, shaft and, you know, in your, in a club and see what it's doing to the ball flight and everything. Um, but that, that was something that, you know, specifically I wanted to do with my irons because I've had a long time where I've kind of been pretty certain that my lie needed to be adjusted and just never did it. And it, it was pretty amazing. Um, I'm sorry I didn't do it a long time ago because it's yeah. you know it's helped kind of straighten out a lot of stuff that was happening. What clubs did you did you just adjust the clubs you have or did you get some new sticks? Yeah, no. I so a couple of years ago I actually um, was buying some new clubs and there was a I think so I, I have PXG irons right now which I feel like depending on who I'm talking to, sometimes I need to apologize. Or sometimes <laughs> I don't. Um, but I am going to say the caveat, I got them on sale. I got them on sale. You know, you so I, I, I have the, uh, the gen one, uh, Oh three, 11 P's, um, that I actually got them when they just released the gen twos. They had this ridiculous deal on the gen one stuff. Yep. They sure um, did. and I, yeah. And I, and I've loved them. I mean, they're, you know, for me, it's like, you know, again, I'm looking for a lot of, you know, forgiveness, like, um, you know, they, they still look like a, you know, a good club and you just, they feel really soft and nice. So, uh, when I went to go get fit, I was actually, I, I wasn't sure if I was going to end up switching out some shafts or, uh, even looking at new heads, but you know, they, they did all the kind of Mizuno shaft optimizer stuff and the shaft that was in there is, you know, the right shaft for me, the heads were, you know, working well, they just needed to be flattened a couple degrees and, you know, all was good. So nice. Right now, I think they'll uh, they'll probably stay in my bag uh, at least a little while longer. I don't know; those new uh, new Mizunos are looking really nice, so um, I might might just get bored and decide to switch them out. I hit them the other day; they they feel really good. Are they? Oh, don't tell me that. <laughs> <laughs> what course are you playing that. out there? Uh, we play a bunch of uh, the local courses. There's um, one actually, like literally just down the street from us. It's called Teharis Creek. Um, you know, if you've ever heard of her played, it's a, you know, a day rate course. Uh, the front nine is, um, okay, but the back nine is just like absolutely beautiful. I mean, it's, it plays up and down these canyons. It looks like it's built in the middle of a canyon. It, it is. The back nine especially is just like, we shoot a lot of our photography out there because it's, it's so beautiful. 
Um, and then I live, live in a uh, community that has a club that I play at too called Coto de Casa. And it's, uh, um, what is it? Robert Trent Jones Jr. There's two 18 hole courses. Um, but you know, I, I don't know. I, I like to walk and I like to play nine holes and, uh, neither of the two courses are really suited for doing either of those things. So, uh, yeah, we can't walk out here. I was just out in that area and, uh, played San Clemente Muni, uh, a few weeks yeah. ago. Yeah. it's a great place, isn't it? Oh, I mean, it was 40 bucks for me. I, I mean, that's insane for out of towner. It was, it was great. I loved that place. Yeah. That's why, I mean, it's, it's, I don't know. It's difficult for me to, you know, kind of, um, decide on kind of joining a club because we've, there's just so many courses down here that are so fun. And I, I actually like, you know, playing different courses rather than just playing the same course over and over. Yeah. So we've got, you know, San Clemente, we've got uh, the ranch, which is, you know, the nine hole Ben Browns, which is really cool. Um, Arroyo Tribuco. There's just, there's a bunch of really fun courses out here. Yeah. I did goat Hill while I was also out there too. That place was fun. Did you, yeah. Goat's awesome. See what you're I was. I actually. I went down there for the uh, wishbone brawl last year and saw uh, Jeff Ogilvy. Oh yeah, that, jar that is. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's such a cool place. With with the uh, open U.S. Open coming to Torrey Pines next year, you're gonna have to get a big old tent and just set up across the street. It's. <laughs> <laughs> I know. Sling some coffee. You get an airplane with a. Banner. I know. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Yeah. Something or just sit out with a on a surfboard with a big you know surfboard <laughs> or something. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, or, yeah. The yeah. We're we're already we're already thinking about some different kind of uh, ways to uh, be present there, but um, you know, we'll see what uh, what actually ends up happening. Okay. So the the next big thing on the horizon is the aluminum cans cold brew coming next yep. year. What else? What else you guys got in the works that uh, we can maybe tease a few folks about? Yeah, I mean, mostly just how you'll be able to uh, to find us. Um, you know, so, you know, COVID, um, as I kind of mentioned, ended up being a kind of a big, you know, uh, you know, big boost to online sales because everyone was working from home, they're shopping online. Um, but it, it did put kind of a, um, a little bit of a damper on our retail uh, plans. So we're, we're back, uh, you know, in talking to a bunch of different clubs and a bunch of different courses about get, getting into their retail. Um, cause we just, we know that not everybody, you know, lives and dies on the internet or on Instagram like us. Um, so, you know, establishing kind of more of a retail distribution channels, uh, something that'll be happening a lot this year. Um, and then, you know, like also with, uh, some of our K cup expansion, we're, you know, we're looking at, uh, hopefully being at some, uh, resorts soon for the in-room coffee. So that's something that's going to be, um, kind of a, a big push too, just so, you know, guys are out on their, their bucket list trip or buddies trip. And, you know, if you're in your room, why have Starbucks or green mountain coffee when you can have good rock coffee? Yeah. Um, I could so see that at Bandit big time. Big time. Yeah. And very selfishly, I, I'm going to have to, you know, personally go on all these sales trips because, oh, um, absolutely. Bummer. <laughs> so, someone's going to have to do it. So. <laughs> yeah. Don't bring in that, that, that uh, regional sales rep until after you've gone and established all these places. <laughs> I'm okay exactly. with doing some of them too, if, if you need yeah. help. <laughs> yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. We've got a lot of volunteers, but it's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, honey. I got to go to band and I'll be gone five days. I, you know, it's work, work, work. Sorry. <laughs> I know it is. It's, it's amazing how, um, since golf has been kind of legitimized as a part of my work, it's made it so much easier to come up with excuses, you know? It's like, sorry, honey, we got to go shoot content. Sorry, you know, sorry, I'm going to meet meet a new partner or something. It's like, no, you're just going to play golf. <laughs> going to, going to Vegas like for the weekend for a golf tournament. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, so um, we chatted before this. We got a little promo that we're going to run. Um, and uh, you guys have a subscription model. Um, a couple different yeah. variations of that. But uh, so what we're going to do, uh, the three-month subscription, um, if you sign up for a new three-month subscription on the Good Walk Coffee website. And in the notes, add, heard this on Chasing Daylight, um, you guys are going to throw in one of your caddy towels. That's right. Yeah, and, and you know, uh, on top of that, too, we, we know that, um, you know, we've, we've had a 
discount code running for a while too. I mean, um, be, if you want, just want to buy a single bag, you don't want to commit to the whole uh, subscription, be sure to use the discount code, uh, which is CD Podcast 15, right? Uh, I, right? I think it's just CD Podcast. CD Podcast? Okay. Yeah. That, I'm glad you yeah, are there. Um, but yeah, but if you do, um, if you want the, the three month subscription, um, you know, it's, we've got K cups and uh, bags of grounds and whole beans and mention, uh, mention the podcast. We'll throw in a caddy towel to the first five orders. And the caddy towels are nice. They're yeah. not, that's not a little throwaway. You know, I got this on some janky little marketing website. They're really nice. Oh yeah. No, they're the, uh, you know, the Winston collection embroidered, uh, caddy towels that, uh, quite a few people are carrying these days. So, Hey, thanks so much for coming on. Um, I feel bad that I didn't have you on sooner. You, you know, been a, a big supporter of the show and, uh, uh, I really, you know, appreciate you taking some time out of your day to, to hop on with us, explain a little bit more about good walk coffee, help get that name out sure. there. And, and, uh, you know, we'll continue our relationship and, and get some more, uh, coffee in the hands of more golfers. Yeah, absolutely. No, I've, I've, uh, you know, we've loved being a partner of yours and are looking forward to a lot of, uh, you know, good stuff coming up and can't wait for the next event. Cause I, I gotta say, even though, um, you know, the, the legends never die one was kind of right in the midst of all the COVID stuff. It was the first event uh, that I went to, you know, uh, after everything was shut down and you guys did an incredible job. So I can't even imagine how good it's going to be once, um, you know, some of the other sort of things are lifted and, and things go back to the way they were. Well, thanks, man. That means a lot. Yeah. That's, good to hear. I, I, always awesome to hear good feedback from stuff like that. So thank you so much. Um, much continued success to you guys. Uh, you're, you're killing it so far. I can only see it just, you know, blowing up even more. Uh, we're going to do our part to help get the word out. And, uh, you know, as Joe always says, <laughs> get them K-cups. <laughs> <laughs> thanks so I much. really appreciate it, guys. Thanks so much, Chris. Absolutely. And uh, we look forward to the, the new stuff coming out next year. Have a great weekend. You got it. Thanks. Thank Later. you.